Welcome to the For What For Who podcast hosted by me, Courtney Croucher. This weekly podcast will cover everything revolving around living intentionally through bouncing relationships, self-love, professional career, health, wellness, and so much more. This podcast is for anyone who wants to exude main character energy, live their life unapologetically on their terms, and go after their wildest dreams. Every episode includes actionable takeaways to upgrade your mindset and life to encourage you to be in the driver's seat of your life. If you're looking to upgrade your life in any way, you're in the right place. Subscribe to hear new episodes from myself and special guests every every Friday on all streaming platforms. Thank you for being here and let's get into the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning into another episode and happy freaking Monday. We are heading towards the near end of November, near the end of the year. I don't know about you, but that's kind of freaking me out, but I'm also kind of down to leave this year in the past. It's been like the most transformative year probably of my life, but I'm kind of like, okay, holiday mode, let's go. I don't know if anyone else is feeling the same way, but I have an exciting trip coming up next week. I'm going to Whistler, and then I actually am going home for a couple weeks to see my family, and I'm like off work, and I'm just so freaking stoked. So I have some really exciting things coming up that I just, I'm kind of in holiday mode, but I have to do a lot more before then. So it's that awkward time of like, fuck my life, I don't want to do anything, but I also need to just work hard now so that I can play later with no headache. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I've been crying to Adele's new album in the shower all weekend. It makes me feel like I'm going through a divorce and I've never even had a serious relationship. So me at 23, screaming in the shower, the new Adele album. It's just, it's phenomenal. I don't know how anyone can not, not like it. I think that some people aren't reading the room and realizing that she's gone through a divorce and she has guilt around it and she has a young child with the man she divorced and it's just, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Beautiful in the way of like heartbreaking, but her voice, oh my gosh, it just rips your soul out and obviously Taylor's version of Red came out recently. That was incredible as well. I feel like it is truly sad girl season and I'm with it. Now, I've talked about my kind of just offness the last couple of months. Um, the gloom's been getting to me in Vancouver, and it's been the seasonal affective disorder always comes around, but it's just hitting different being on the opposite side of the country from what I used to know, the life I used to know, I guess. And also living alone. I'm a lot more lonely than I anticipated, but it's like a good change. Like it's important for me to figure out how to navigate this loneliness and, you know, time with myself. But I'm someone who does like to keep busy if I feel uncomfortable. Like if I'm feeling lonely, I want to just almost like fill my time not feeling lonely. And that's not helping me grow. So leaning into those feelings has been obviously important, but uncomfortable nonetheless. But I talk to a lot of women every day, not only through just my social interactions, but also what I do for work. And I think a common theme that I'm seeing not talked about anymore is burnout. And I don't want to say that it's not talked about. Maybe it's just not talked about in my spaces, but I feel like we all were having a lot more compassion for everyone when we're in the midst of a pandemic. Now that we almost have 
a sense of normalcy arriving. I mean, it depends on your location and who you talk to, but there is a more normal world than we've ever seen in the last year and a half. And I think we're all in this weird shift and transition period of like finding that new normal. You know, I've spoken to so many people recently that are going back into the office or have like a hybrid workspace situation. And so that's been a weird thing to transition into going from working from home in your pajamas, doing Zoom meetings to like seeing people every day. Now, I don't know if there's a lot of pros and cons to that for each person. Everyone I talk to is different. Some people are like, fuck my life. I have to go back into the office and I want a new job. Other people are excited just for that human interaction and like having somewhere to go. I don't know if I could do the office life. The work that I have is a remote 100%. So I don't know any different. However, I do kind of love working from home. Pros and cons, of course, like if I don't set myself up to be socially active, then I don't see people because I do just like live alone, work from home. And if I don't like get out of my fucking apartment, I won't see anybody. But it's forced me to get out of my shell and like be almost vulnerable in like making plans and really making the first move sometimes, which I... I don't know. I guess in the past, I haven't always been like that. I feel like I've allowed people to come to me and I always kept so busy that I was almost so unavailable, but that's not always great either. It wasn't a great factor to spark intimate relationships, not even romantic, but just like strong friendships or anything like that. So it's definitely something I've had to kind of start working through as well, just working from home full time. And I mean, I, this is my first real full time life. Like this is the first time I've ever been in a career truly outside of university because I've always worked really hard. I've been working since I was 13, but I never had like life outside of university. I always had that kind of like, you know, the summertime you, then you go back to school, you have those semesters to kind of keep you on a timeline and not having that timeline anymore is very strange. I'm not going to lie, but I do believe that there are a large number of people who are experiencing burnout and it can be from the transition period. It can be from a collective traumatic experience going through COVID. Um, I think living in fear can obviously do that. And I think I was actually literally talking about this with a Lyft driver today, which is kind of funny. You know, when you get into like that taxi driver mentality where you could just like have the deepest conversations with people. I was talking to my Lyft driver and we were talking about COVID and how, you know, you cough or sneeze and not only do you like look around like, fuck, does do people, are people looking at me? Are they thinking, oh my God, COVID? Or like when someone else coughs and sneezes around you, like you almost have a physical reaction. And I still have that even though mentally and emotionally, I don't feel any type of way about COVID anymore in the sense that I don't stress about it all the time. I don't watch the news anymore. I truly just keep up with what the new, the latest like mandate is. Um, You know, I wear the masks and stuff like that because it's mandated in BC and I I'm double vaxxed, all of those things. I don't know why I feel the need to clarify, but I just, I don't stress about it anymore. I don't constantly worry whether I have COVID because I, well, I have, I've had no symptoms for one, but two, like there's just this sense of like kind of getting back to normalcy. So it's something for me where I don't stress about it, 
But I think we're all so used to living in the stress from it. And like truly when I hear someone cough, like I have like a physical reaction and I don't know when we're ever going to get into a place where that's not going to happen. And it's so strange, even just seeing Tiger King on Netflix, like season two, I'm like, I don't even want to watch it because there's just not the same transfixing aspect of it. Like when we all saw Tiger King, of course it was fucking ridiculous, but it was this collective viewing and everyone had the, what is that kind of, that whipped coffee thing and the TikToks and the din, 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 din. like how triggered are you just even thinking of that Jason Derulo song? Are you fucking kidding? So it's this crazy thing of like, trying to move past it. And I'm so glad some TV shows are like moving past COVID as if it never fucking happened, never addressed it. Like I'm so okay with that. I think it's great because people watch TV to be entertained. I don't need you in like your fucking drama series to implement a couple masks to pretend that there's a pandemic in the show as well. Because also the couple shows I've seen it done in, like they kind of forget it's covid in the plot line and there's just a lot of loopholes and I'm like that's oh my god why did you try you know but what I want to say is that I think a lot of people are burnt out and experiencing some sort of transitional period of trying to get out of the trauma that we've experienced during COVID you know a lot of people are suffering from seasonal affective disorder like myself as I do every year and so I want to create eight tips on on how to go from being burnt out to being a bad bitch again. And, you know, these things over time can help. I, As tested by me, I'm not any kind of expert, nor do I have a single background in any of this, but I tend to provide decent advice, I would say. I feel like I'm the girl that goes everyone goes to advice for. So I'm just going to give you my unsolicited tips. I mean, you're logging on to this podcast Hoping, I hope you like what I have to say, so I'm just going with it, okay? Like I said, not a professional, so don't come at me. So first tip out of eight is sleep. And this can sound like, duh, of course, sleep. It's so important for you, of course. But it's underrated. Let me tell you why. Because I think in our hustle culture, it's like, you know, grind, 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 sleep when you're dead, all this bullshit. Now, I used to fall into that. I went many years suffering from the lack of sleep. I don't even know how to explain my history, but basically I struggled with sleep a lot and I didn't even know it until I started smoking weed in third year of university. It was legalized in Canada around that time. I hadn't like purchased weed myself ever until it was legalized. Cause like in high school, like I was at a party or whatever, I was like, sure, like pass the joint kind of thing, but I never went out of my way for it. Until I was experiencing awful pains with endometriosis, I was, you know, a couple years into not getting the medical attention that I needed for the endometriosis. It was going undiagnosed and I was trying all kinds of different things. It was just a fucking nightmare. And I wasn't sleeping a lot of the time because of the pain and the anxiety that would come with the pain and the depression of being not only gaslit next, like left and right from doctors and things like that, but also just other things in my life that I was experiencing. And it was tough to try to figure it all out. Um, I was just in a dark place. So I started smoking weed to help with the pain. Someone recommended it to me. I was like, fine, I'll try it. And it was a game changer. So I started to smoke a little bit every night and I could not believe how much it 
positively impacted my sleeping patterns. And that was when I realized, oh my God, I don't think I had like properly slept for the last couple of years because I was actually sleeping and getting quality sleep. And I felt like such a better human being. You know, I, if I don't have sleep, I'm so anxious. I typically either have insatiable hunger where I want to like eat the entire house or I can't eat at all. I'm typically very moody, like total cunt and just irritable. Like, you know, when you just in that state of exhaustion where something will happen and you are either like screaming or crying and there's like no in between, that is me when I don't have enough sleep. Now, maybe not like after one day, but after a couple consecutive days of not getting good sleep, oh my gosh, it's just a roller coaster. And I think a lot of people are like that if they don't get asleep, like, you know, multiple days in a row, but some people don't have trouble sleeping. Can't say the same for me. I've always kind of struggled with it, but prioritizing sleep has been major for me, not only in this time in this season, but also, but anytime. But I think just when you're feeling low in other regions, I think sleep becomes even more essential. Now it's tough with depression because if you experience depression and I'm just going to say this, these terms loosely. So like I said, not a doctor, but like when I'm going through times of depression, it's tough to get out of bed. Right. And sometimes you can almost find yourself sleeping too much where you have no energy. And I don't know how to explain that one, but I think prioritizing at least quality sleep, like distracting yourself at night with the phones and TV and this and that isn't made for great sleep. You know, there are studies that show, you know, limiting the screen time, winding down with like a book or a bath or masturbation or whatever the hell you need to do to kind of get in the like zone of relaxation to allow your body to fall asleep well is something that, I mean, I've heard a thousand experts talk about. So I feel like there's some sort of science behind that. Haven't read the book, Why We Sleep. It's been recommended to me and I should actually read that, but I have played around with some tools that I'm just going to shout out that might have helped, that might help you. Um, One thing is meditation at night. I'm going to talk about meditation later in this podcast, but meditating at night is great. Um, Calm tea is a magnesium citrate supplement. I like the raspberry lemon, obviously, or strawberry lemon, something like that. It's not sponsored. None of this is sponsored. Just want to call it out. I find it's like, well, Lauren Everett's boss that calls it natural Xanax. And I kind of agree. You have it and it just helps you sleep so well. It helps your digestion. It's pretty great. Um, I'm not someone who can take like a melatonin. If I pop a melatonin, I'm out for 12 hours, but I wake up groggy as fuck. Like it's just awful. I feel like I get sleep paralysis. I'm not someone who can take melatonin. Not fun. I also can't sleep if I'm drinking, which I've been drinking. I'm not going to lie. I said I cut out alcohol in November. December came early. I don't want to talk about it, but either way, if I'm drinking, like I do not sleep. So I have to really prioritize kind of when, not prioritize, um, plan it out for if I am drinking, making sure that I'm getting my sleep and like recovering for whatever I need to do the next couple of days after, because that's a bit of a nightmare. Um, and even just like legs up on the wall and like stretching and things like that can be really great for promoting good sleep. And I find the nights that I really do this, oh my gosh, I sleep so much better. I love putting on like a diffuser with essential oils. I usually get it from Sage or something. They're kind of expensive, but they're, they're great. And yeah, 
I mean, I haven't been smoking weed every night the last couple of months, but I think that if that's something that's up your alley and you want to play with it, um, consume safely. I have a podcast with a cannabis educator on this podcast back in the summer. So that's something to look out for. Um, if you want to listen to someone who's actually educated in this stuff, but definitely, I think if it's legal in your area, play around with it. It's, it can be great for that. Second tip is daily movement. Now I want to say like, this does not have to be strenuous. This does not have to be you going to do a fucking CrossFit class. Like go for a, a 10 minute walk. Truly, any kind of like 10 minutes of just something. I usually use like through these seasons when it's dark and it's gloomy, I don't want to work out. I don't want to do anything. But if I tell myself I'm going to do something for 10 minutes, I usually want to do it for way longer. And so I had this moment where a couple weeks ago, I really hurt my back. I've never had back pain. So going through this, I was like, I feel like an old woman. Like what is going on? I did not know how much it would impact my life. And it just, it was brutal. And I was going to acupuncture, trying to like help with the pain, heating pad, icing it. Like it was just, oh my God, when you have a back, like your back pain um, and it, it starts to seize, oh, I've never experienced anything like it. But I was obviously dealing with that. So I couldn't do much of my normal workouts. I skipped, I think two weeks of my workout classes and stuff like that. And so I told myself, though, oh, my God, I'm realizing, like, okay, if I don't move, though, one, you're, I'm just going to tense up my back more. There, some sort of movement does need to be had to keep things loose and moving. But also, my mental health will suffer. So I'm like, what can I do? So I committed to going to the gym every single day to walk. And I would walk on the treadmill for a minimum of half an hour. Usually it would turn into like an hour because I would enjoy it. And it was something where I could play with the incline and the speed. Some days it'd be a, a nice milfy power walk, you know, on the way to get the kids with the Range Rover, booty, shaken, good power walk, okay? Other days it's a little slower, a little less incline. Maybe I don't want to be there. Maybe I do it for 30 minutes, put on some pitbull. <laughs> like I feel like there are some days where I'm miserable doing it, but then I always leave feeling better. And if there's any advice I can offer, it's that. Now, I personally chose to go actively to the gym to just walk on the treadmill because I just need to get out and I love people watching and everyone at my gym's really hot. I also saw Cole Sprouse, I think is the one the one that's in Riverdale, I was like face to face with him at the gym the other day. And I was like, oh my goodness, Zach and Cody. Um, did I play it cool? No, I was like jaw dropped on the floor and it was really embarrassing. But yeah, I definitely recommend doing that. Especially if you live alone and you like don't get a lot of social interaction during the week, get out of your house, like go people watch, put on a podcast, put on a hot girl playlist and just like get your steps in. Very big about closing the ranks, not going to lie. Some people say it's unhealthy, but I love the obsession. There's worse obsessions in my mind. Now, my third tip is meditation. I truly believe meditation has changed my life and I'm still trying to work on being consistent some days I like fall off of it and then I, I notice a massive difference but over the last two years it has changed my life now I was just recently trying a new app and I feel like I need to just call it out not sponsored again just it's really been game changer it's called superhuman now it's not necessarily a meditation app what I would say is like it's 
positive affirmations that help to like reprogram your brain. It's by Mimi Bouchard. She's this like girl on Instagram that I basically found who I think it was formally called the Mimi method. And she has these like walking meditations, chilling meditations, all these things. And basically they're visualizing tools to like get the life that you want and feel incredible. What's really cool about this is that I've always seen meditation as something where you like sit down for like whatever, a minimum of like five minutes up to God ever, however long other people. I feel like some people meditate for like two hours and I think that's insane because I don't have the focus. I would love to work up to that. But anyways, that is what like a lot of people talk about when they think of meditation, but the superhuman app. So I guess like I listened to a podcast that she was on and she was talking about how incorporating meditation throughout her day has really helped because she would wake up in the morning and meditate or go to bed and meditate and feel incredible. But then throughout her day, shit would hit the fan and like she wouldn't have that same powerful feeling. So she started to incorporate it through her day. Um, So if she was on a walk or if she was like getting ready, doing her makeup, things like that. So I've been loving this. I have a two-week trial. It's a fairly expensive subscription, but I think it's a great investment into your life. And I definitely look at it as an investment rather than an expense. There's other things that I've paid for that is totally not in alignment with who I am and my goals. So I definitely think it's worth it and will be purchasing, but it has been so game changing. So I think if you guys want to try it out, it's a two week trial. Like I said, not sponsored, just it's been really great. The other person I go to for meditations is Melissa Wood Health. I already pay for her like Pilates subscription. So that is just incorporated. I love her voice. I think it's very soothing. And she's got a range of times. Like there's one that's literally five minutes of like, um, I don't know, calm before you go or something like that. And I love it because it's like, okay, just five minutes of breathing, getting intentional with the present moment, and then going about your day. And that has been transformative. I don't think meditation is comfortable and it's not meant to be, I truly believe everyone needs to try it. It's one of those things that I know nothing's a one size fits all. I think everyone needs a little meditation in their lives. So just like everyone needs therapy, but not everyone does it. I think everyone needs to do meditation as well. (laughs) That's my opinion. Number four is limiting anxiety inducing things. So y'all are going to die when you hear this. Um, I've been drinking less coffee. Now, I know, I, I know, I know, I know. It's crazy. I'm usually someone who's like a four to five cups of coffee a day. Like I drink an insane amount of caffeine. I always have. In high school, I used to work at a gym and I was in high school and I was, you know, doing like a thousand things. And I would like wake up, have multiple coffees that I would drink like a pre-workout that I would do coffee again before work. Like I was just... Oh my God, pre-workout ruined my life. That was awful. Don't recommend. But you know, like the ones that literally make your skin itch, terrifying. Those actually scare me, but I still drink a lot of coffee. Like if you've seen my Instagram stories, I literally bought $400 worth of pumpkin cake. Is it pumpkin cake? I should know this considering I have a Costco bulk size of it, but I bought the pumpkin capsules from Nespresso. I truly bought $400 worth because it's my favorite coffee that they have, but they only come out within the fall time and I refuse to go my life without it. So I figured buying a year's supply of it would solve my problem. So that's what I did. But I typically have like a disgusting amount. Usually I have two, even just before 8am, like it's insane. 
And now I'm limiting my caffeine intake to two a day, like in total. It's crazy. And it's been so helpful. I truly feel better. I feel like my anxiety loves this. And it's been hard to like break the habit of because I'm just so used to like just making a coffee. But lately I've been opting for tea because I just recently read Atomic Habits. That's been a game changing book. Y'all should read it. Um, But like I'm in the habit of making some sort of warm beverage when I'm like doing work or calls or something like that. So instead of just completely eliminating the warm beverage, I've just been replacing it with tea. And that's been really great. Non-caffeinated. I like like an iced matcha, but I'm not really, I don't love a warm matcha, at least not the one that I have if I go to Starbucks or something, but those ones are filled with sugar. So I can't seem to find like a warm matcha that I love, but I do like an iced matcha and I, I, finally figured out how to make one at home that I don't mind. But yeah, I think opting for just tea in general, obviously it's like great for you just physically as well. So that's been nice, but I think anxiety wise, it's been super, super helpful. And I used to like hear people say, limit your caffeine intake and literally like shut off the podcast. So if you're feeling that way, just lean into it for a second because I was that person too. And you're not alone in that. I also think things like the news and like media and all of that, sometimes you need to step away from. Now, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it. The tragic events that happened at Astroworld with Travis Scott's concert um, broke my heart. Like when I tell you I woke up on that Saturday morning and saw the news, I'm like, wait, what the fuck happened? I'm a... I, was a huge Travis Scott fan. And so when I saw this, I couldn't help but obviously run to Twitter and be like, what the fuck went down? And then I got down the spiral of watching every single video I could find on the internet, like literally for five days straight. And I still find myself like looking up the hashtag and then say, Court, you've got to step away from this because it was not good for my mental health. It created so much anxiety. I was bawling for days because it's not only tragic, like 10 people lost their lives, multiple people ended up in the hospital, but just the, like trying to fathom what happened there. There are, those are people our age. Like, I feel like a lot of people have the same feelings as me is like, that could have been you. That could have been your friends. Like it's just, it's so heartbreaking. And my heart goes out to the families of the victims that died, but you know, something like that where that's anxiety inducing. And I had to learn to set the boundary with myself to say, Courtney, no, you see it on TikTok. You keep scrolling. You can't fucking do it. Like you can't continue to search out this content anymore because it is not healthy, not for you right now. And for me, like I'll, I periodically check throughout the week, like the, any updates, like I would love to know where the lawsuits are at and shit like that with, um, Astroworld and Travis Scott, Drake, Live Nation, Apple, I think they're all pulled into this, but I need to like not spend three hours watching videos because it's not productive. I'm glad I know what I, I, I probably could form a documentary with everything that I researched, but it was this thing where it was like so unhealthy. And I know someone who used to just like literally watch the news all day, every day. They always had it on the background and they're a very tense human being. And like, they're constantly in like more of a negative mind space than mindset than positive. And I just feel like always constantly having 
bad news bombarding you and messages and shit like that is not healthy. It's not good for your anxiety. This happened obviously during COVID, all the politics stuff. Like I, sometimes you just got to shut it off. And I personally have had to do that. I, even just social media wise, I used to post a lot of things about politics and social justice and all of these things. And I don't know, but like, I've kind of, I still read up on it and make sure that I'm like informed on what's going on, but I can't be posting about it anymore. Right. Like I'm not in the space of it right now. Um, because of the, the anxiety that it was causing, like crippling. And I don't know if anyone else is in that space, but that's been me. And I'd also just say toxic people. I think it's self-explanatory, but like, fuck, if people are draining your energy and feeling toxic, cut them out. Cut them out. Gotta go. What did OT Genesis say? Cut it? Yeah. Cut it. Gotta go. I think I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I'm getting delirious. <laughs> Oh my God, I need to go to bed. Okay. Now, number six is socialize. And I've talked about this already in the podcast, but like find space for people who light you up. Put times in your calendar to talk to a friend, whether that is on FaceTime, Zoom, on the phone. You know what my favorite thing is, is if I go for a walk and call a friend. It's great. You're two birds, one stone. You're chatting, you're getting your fresh air, getting your steps in. There's nothing better. I love a little vent sash with the AirPods. Like, I can't. It's so great. It's kind of obnoxious when you're, like, on this walk, like, chatting about, I don't know, all of the drama of your life. But, like, I love it. And I feel like more people should do it. I really encourage it. Now, if you're at the gym and you're doing this on treadmill, go fuck yourself. I hate people like that. That is so fucking annoying. But if you're outside, all the power to you. Um, Yeah. Maybe was, was that aggressive? Maybe. But like the other day when I was on my treadmill hour walk, this girl was like, truly, I had my AirPods at full blast and I could hear her entire conversation. She was completely on the other side of the other gym. And I was like, I'm going to throw a water bottle at you. Like hydro flask is going flying. This is infuriating. So she just didn't seem to be able to read the room. And I gave her so many dirty looks and it was like, she just kept fucking increasing her volume. Like, I don't want to hear it. So yeah. That was a time where I really wish we, we had a mute button, but that's okay. Um, this is supposed to be positive. Sorry, I'm getting a little cunty, but I'm getting tired. <laughs> but what I was going to say is that socializing for me has been major. Like every week I make a point to grab dinner, go see people, have f- some sort of fun with friends, um, call my mom and dad, call my grandparents. I've been really trying to make an effort of like putting that in my calendar. I color code my calendar so I can see where I'm spending my time and seeing that kind of medley of colors. And if I'm seeing a lot of work and no play, I need to like obviously find a little bit more balance and things like that. So that has been massive, but I definitely want you to be specific on what kind of people you're having your time spent with, because if they're toxic, it's probably not very productive. Number seven, I feel like might be self-explanatory as well, but it's something that I think is an important reminder and it's daily self-check-ins really just asking yourself, like, how do you feel today? How do I feel today? How do I want to feel today? Am I giving myself what I need? What do I need today? You know, just those questions. And I had this moment the other night where it was like 10 o'clock, I want to say, and I was getting really sleepy, but I'm normally like, we'll watch a show before I go to bed kind of thing. And then I have like time in bed where I like read and stuff like that. But it was already 10 o'clock and I don't know why at that point I felt like I should watch some TV. Maybe I hadn't done so already. I think maybe that's what it was. 
And I looked at the clock and I'm like, you know what? I would probably feel a lot better if I just went to bed. Like I'm really tired. So I got up from the couch and went to bed and it was such a stupid thing of like, I'm such in a habit of just like doing a put it, throwing on the TV, but I had to listen to myself and just say, no, you just need to go to bed. And I think like choosing to get off our phone, get off scrolling TikTok and go to bed or do whatever we need to do to like fill ourselves and fill our cups up is super important. And if I can say anything, like the most amount of self-care I ever feel is doing that kind of daily check-in and just tuning in with myself and figuring out like, what do I need? Even like the other night I went out with friends and I just was not having a good time and I cut the night very short and it was nothing personal towards the people I was with or anything like that. It was just one of those things. I was like, you know what? This is not it. I don't like this. My vibe's off and I need to go to bed. And that's what I did. And it's weird for me because that is like something I struggle with is, is saying no, especially to like social interactions on a weekend. But it was just something where I was like, I got to protect my mental health. And I think I just need to go home and get some sleep where if I am trying to stay out, I'm probably going to drink a lot more because I'm trying to like have fun, even though I'm kind of miserable and I don't want to make everyone else miserable around me and like all of that. So it was just a better decision, but it wasn't an easy decision to make. And it might sound stupid to some, but like for me, that was actually like a really good moment of like, okay, you tuned into yourself and I'm proud of that. My eight and last tip is protect your mental health. Say no to more things. I'm just kind of alluding to this, but like Sometimes you don't have the capacity and that is okay. Sometimes you have to say no. If you don't feel like doing something, I mean, I wouldn't lead people on too much. Like, don't be flaky, but saying no or proposing something else or whatever it may be is really, really important. It's not only maintaining boundaries within yourself, but it's learning, it's learning how to communicate your needs without apologizing, right? Like not feeling sorry for what you're needing. If you have a friend who likes to typically like really gossip and stuff like that, either maybe shut that down or find an alternative where you guys can do something positive together. Sometimes just saying like, I'm sorry, I don't have the capacity for this conversation or let's talk about something else or no, I can't hang out this week period. Like sometimes you need to do that. And it's not bitchy to communicate what your needs, especially if you're a woman, you know, for men, if they set a boundary, they're like the tough guy, man of the fucking house, alpha male. If a woman communicates her boundaries, she's a bitch. And that gender double standard has to go. And I think more women are getting better at setting boundaries and being given permission to by the rest of the society to do so. But that is my reminder because it's hard for even myself. Like I've internalized a lot of things within our society about what I think is right in the way that I should, should show up in the world. But the minute we think we should do anything, we're already at a, a fault. Right. And so asking yourself what you're needing and learning just how to communicate that in a healthy and effective manner is super important. There's actually a book by her name's Nedra Tawab. I hope I'm saying her last name correctly, but she has a book on boundaries and she's fucking incredible. So I definitely recommend checking that out. But yeah, say no to more things. It is so, so important. No is a complete sentence. 
And I need to remind that to myself. And that's why I'm stressing this because I struggle with it, but it's a work in progress. And these are eight things that I truly kind of come back to, to go from feeling burnt out to being a, a bitch. And whether you're feeling burnt out from life, from work, from romantic relationships ending maybe, or whatever stress you have in your life, I feel like these eight things are applicable to any of those areas and have always helped me. You know what I realized? I skipped number five. That's awkward. Okay, well, I don't edit this podcast, so I'm going to do number five right now. Um, Weekly joy. Schedule weekly joy in your calendar. For me, this looks like spin class, self-tanner, and making plans with friends. Um, What I mean by self-tanner is like truly every Thursday or Thursday or Friday morning, depending on my plans and workouts, I really do schedule my life and my hair washing days around my self-tanner and my workouts. But every week, I need to just self-tan. The weeks that I don't do it, I feel miserable. Now, normally in the winters, I would tan in the beds, but I'm trying to get away from that because it's not really great for your skin and stuff like that. And I can't deal with this judgment anymore. But like when I have self-tanner on, not only do I just feel better, I think because I like can wear my summer shades of my foundation and that feels really great, but also like the DHA hits my skin and I literally feel better. It is like not even about the physical appearance. It's like the way that it shifts my energy. It's fucking insane. Like the other day I faked tan for the first time in a couple of weeks and I was like, I think I'm cured. I think I'm good. I'm, I'm fine now. I feel great. <laughs> and I, if you need that, if that makes you feel confident and light and fluffy again, like you've got to do it. And that's what I've been implementing every week. Um, and like spin class I've been loving. It's just, it's outside of the gym that I go to. Um, I go to Equinox gym and then I go to ride cycle. They have spin classes at Equinox, but I actually bought classes at ride before I signed up for the gym. So I have like a, a bunch of passes to use. Um, but I love it. I think it's so great. I really get like just off on the experience. It's so fun. And it's something where it's really been challenging too, that like, I feel like I'm getting better every week and stuff like that. So, um, it definitely goes into the movement thing, but just having that like weekly, like I go to spin class once a week. I, I have myself Tanner once a week, all of that. Um, and the social plans is just so, so important schedule your weekly joy. And I think just doing that color coding thing that I was talking about, like if you have like a lot of blue in your calendar, which is work, but then no orange for social and no red for personal and things like that, then like maybe we've got to switch it up. So I would recommend just dedicating in your calendar, um, like you're color coding it and then dedicating time to just quickly look at what the color schemes looking like so that you're getting a rainbow on your calendar and finding that balance. And like maybe one week is a lot of work, but then the next week is a little bit more colorful with social plans and more fun, like whatever you need to do to make it work. But that is something that has helped me huge. Now that's, there's the eight. My goodness. I can't believe I totally skipped over that. I I even had notes and I skipped the note, (laughs) which is so funny, but that's okay. We're all human including me. Believe it or not, I might be perfect sometimes, but not today, but that's okay. But anyways, I hope that these tips helped you. If you are going through a rough time, if you're struggling, you're feeling like it's sad girl season, I just want you to know that you're not alone and that this too shall pass, you know, past. Oh my goodness. I really got to go to bed guys, but this too shall pass. Um, not everything is forever and 
nothing's forever, actually. I don't know why I said not everything. Not, nothing is forever. And I know it can feel really tough to get through a season like this, but once you do and you come out on the other side, you're like, fuck, okay, we've got, gotten it through. You become stronger every time and you always learn something more about yourself and lean on people who are there for you. And yeah, you're not alone in this. So I hope you find these tips helpful. I would love to hear how you've implemented them into your life and if they've impacted you in any way. Um, connect with me on social media at the Not So Average Betch and at for what for who podcast if you want to give this rating on itunes i would love that it gives more visibility to the show and the algorithm follow me if you're listening on spotify and yeah i hope you have an amazing week implement i want you to just try even one of these this week to see how it makes you feel and if it increases any positivity into your life that would be incredible as always guys love yourself love others and wash your fucking hands i'll see you next monday bye guys